Week in Geek number 36. Recorded live in front of two cats and an infant. <laughs> wow. That's that's great. Welcome to Tweaking Geek. This is Craig, one of your hosts, in front of one of the cats. This is Lori. I'm also hanging out with one of the cats. And this is Mike, and I am one floor below the infant, and I will be speaking rather quietly during this podcast as a result. Excellent. Oh, my cat just... I think she just printed a test page on the printer. Good kitty for testing to make sure I have ink left in the printer. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, so it's been a while, you guys, since we podcasted last. The year has changed. It has, and uh, we seem to be missing someone tonight. Well, I yes. wouldn't say we're missing him, Craig. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not missing anybody. Um, it's pretty much open knowledge. So, uh, I'll tell him I said this, and if it's a problem, I'll have someone edit it out. But Patrick company is actually producing Facebook games now. So he has uh, had to spend the evening at work because they're getting tremendous response to their Facebook game and super busy. That's great. So I would presume that that's public knowledge, uh, seeing as how he asks us all to join his Facebook game and try yeah. it out. So I, I know he told me to keep it quiet like last year, but... Yeah, he's kind of cagey, so I just want to make sure he's cool. That's... So, Go ahead, Craig. Oh, no, say, oh that, that's cool. I, I don't play Facebook games, so I'm, but, I, but I'm really happy for Pat. I, I don't play Facebook games either, but I did promise the Pat that I would uh, try it out and pimp it. Excellent. It's actually pretty fun, and I think it's, um, it's different enough than the other Facebook games that I think people will really like it. And that's probably why Pat's always having to go into work, because they're getting so many users, it's making right. a lot of work for them. That's just a good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's it's like, isn't it cool every now and then when someone you know does something like that's you know kind of seen in the world at large? It's like you know, it's like when one of your friends is on TV. You're like, hey, I know that person. They're exactly a real person that everybody else is seeing now too. You know, not just like you know, oh, I, you know, it's not like oh, I know that person. You know, when they you know win a raffle at a church supper or something like that. You know, <laughs> or beat everyone at bingo. That's right. That no, I think if you beat everyone at bingo, then you're definitely going to be famous, famous, famous. World famous. Okay. Yeah, world famous. Hey, everybody! I got so it's like Pat <laughs> became the pope. Yeah, he became exactly. the pope of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he is the pope. So, of Facebook. So later on, I'm going to pimp the pope. Pimp the pope of Facebook. Pimp, on, on pimp Facebook. my pope. Pimp my pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Laura, you just found the, an excellent idea for a new show. Pimp my pope. So I'm going to try my very best to steer us back to the subject at hand, um, which Please. is the, the, the Pope, year. Pope Benedict to call him Jumpin' Joe, Jumpin' Joe G. And Craig <laughs> is going to try his very best to pull my efforts. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So uh, has anybody, I mean, it's 2010 now. Um, has anybody taken any thought as to whether to call it 2010 or 2010? Yeah, based, I actually oh. haven't thought about it, to be honest. I, I saw a few things on Facebook, and I think somebody was like, uh, there was like a poll for, you know, make it 2010, which I actually kind of agree with, because we didn't call it 1,989, um, but at we the same time, for some, yeah, but for some reason, I still continue to say 20, 2010 every week. You know, it, it's, I, I, so I listened to the Grammar Girl podcast, and uh, the consensus there was that it was 2010 and i think in general people are saying that it's 2010 uh leo laporte on uh it was either twit or the tech guy or one of his podcasts they were 
who's talking about 2010. He keep calling it 2010. Like, oh, I have to stop. It's 2010. But we didn't call it 2009 and 2008. So, or well, it's it's different because uh, is it really though? Well, I suppose not. <laughs> wow, I didn't mean to shut you down. I was just being sassy. Well, because you you raise a good point because uh, they didn't call it 1,908. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Well, but the th- all right, but get the but. Uh, What's that gun? Twenty aught six or is it thirty aught six? So I mean, if you think about it, why didn't we call it twenty aught six, twenty aught seven? You know, so either they wanted to. There was a lot of discussion about that before the last decade, and people wanted to say the aughts, but it never took off. Yeah, well, that's because well, the, the NRA doesn't make up a uh, representative portion of the population. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be cool if we could just be alive for another thousand years. It's like this is welcome to the year thirty six. <laughs> Yeehaw! And then we we take our pistols and pew 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 in the air. <laughs> Ma, fetch me my shooting rifle. Won't they be phasers by then? That's why they say pew pew pew. Oh, okay. Not in thirty six. They're all going to be thirty sixes. But anyway, I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> back to the fact that we're in twenty ten. Yeah. Uh, and in oh, and, oh, this 2009, is, Pat and it, Craig made some predictions. Let's see how they did. Oh, I just have to say one thing that Arthur C. Clarke, when he predicted in 2010 that we'd be making our second second trip to uh, Jupiter and uh, we would discover uh, life on Europa, that was supposed to happen this year. Which well, we're makes not me flying around in cars either. Another aside, uh, the movie entitled Moon, starring Sam Rockwell, I thought was as good or possibly better than the 2001. Really? Yeah, just came out this year. It was an indie film. Very well done. Was it about the moon? Uh, it was about a man who is on a solo mining colony on the moon, and he supposedly has a three-year contract after which he will return to Earth. And, some, and, and, he, has a, and he has a robot uh, voiced by Kevin Sp- keeps him. Coming. And he doesn't need to bring any food from Earth because of all the cheese that's there. I've heard that. I actually saw. I got an email from Redbox today saying what new things were out, and Moon was one of them. If you liked 2001: A Space Odyssey, like that kind of sci-fi, I would think that you would like this quiet, slow-moving sci-fi. It's not as slow-moving and not as quiet, but yeah, it's it's not a. So if you like things like 20, 2001, or if you like things like twenty one: A Space Odyssey, <laughs> then Moon's the movie for you. Yes. Then Moon is nothing like it, but you'll like it anyway. <laughs> okay so right and so as laurie said we did pat and i made some predictions because all right so we didn't one prediction we didn't make was in that 20 ought nine we would uh have picked up like several new hosts <laughs> so Keep well no one, no one says that you had to predict everything let's just go over what you did predict rather than cover what you didn't <laughs> that, that'll take less time okay uh well, all right, so we made some predictions. They were more kind of like geeky sort of things. And uh, I, I've already heard some uh, some words that you guys might not agree with everything because uh, this is my analysis, so it is not, not binding. So, all right, so the first one that we announced, the announcement of excess, successor to Xbox 360 would be announced, not released. And my assessment of that is Microsoft did... Uh, announce uh, Project Natal, which basically turns Xbox 360 into a high-powered Wii, but they did not announce a new uh, console, so we failed. Yeah, on that one. I call that a fail. Fail. And and in in along those lines, they did not introduce or they did not announce another Wii, right, like the successor to the Wii or to the PlayStation 3. So it was really kind of a slow year for video game consoles. I was trying to think of a, uh, a lesser-known console to add to that list. Can't. 
Well, did, was, did the they Dreamcast. Do yeah, but the successor to that wasn't Dream. Oh, no, that was Sega. Yeah, yeah the, so. the, was it no, the so. Saturn? Was that Did that come before or after the Dreamcast? I don't think anything came after the Dreamcast. I might be wrong. Oh. Crickets. Cricket. Well, you might be, but... Uh, and but uh, I think all right. Well, that's it's interesting. Okay. Well, who knows? DSi did that come out this year? The Nintendo DSi, or was that? I think so. That's a handheld. But that, it is. I mean, I guess a console. It's like the best-selling video game system. So yeah. Uh, if that came out this year, then that was a bright shining star in the year of bleakness, of sadness, of sad and recession. <laughs> yes, of recession. Okay, number two. Windows Seven is released. People will be excited, but there won't be much different from Vista. This is very subjective, I think. Yeah, because in my household, Windows 7 is the answer to all of our prayers. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm here too. I, I, I can't even believe it. October 31st, 2009 will live, live on infamy is the day that computing became fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> next item up for bid on today's show, next generation of Amazon Kindle. Hmm, Did it, Kindle yeah. 2 already come out? Yeah, yeah the Kindle DX. Yeah, and, and that was the Kindle DX is like the ten inch screen for textbooks. Wasn't there a competitor to the Kindle announced too? Yes, Barnes and Noble. That's right. Um, yeah, the one that yeah. they showed at CNET that was like it like bended. That was really cool. Really? Yeah, there's some ebook reader that had like I don't know. I'll find it. <laughs> okay, and, and and while Lori's looking something up online, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the Amazon Kindle DX. It will make all your dreams come true. Kindle DX, we're here for you. <laughs> all right. So they did do that. I, I, they, I think they did release the Kindle too. I think it was early this year with the DX because it was like almost at this same same time. So we got that. So we pass on that one. Okay. The next one: iPhone forks, 32 gigabyte 3G un, uh, announced. Low end iPhone Nano. We disagree. That's Pat and I disagreed with that. I can't remember who said. I, I think I said that they'd have a low-end iPhone Nano. I'd you say, fail. well, kind of, but not really. They announced the 3GS, but they kept the 3G as the low-end model. Yeah, but you clearly put, and in quotes, I might add, Nano, implying that the phone would be smaller, and the 3G and the 3GS. It's, it's smaller in capabilities. It was smaller in capabilities, but uh, it's it's kind of weird. I can't remember what happened in 2009. It's like did. The 3G, 3GS must have come out because we would have known. But they did They did come out with a 32-gigabyte iPhone. Yes, they did. Which is nice. And a 64-gigabyte iPod Touch. Exciting. And an iPod Touch without a camera. And keeping with the Apple phone and iPod theme, uh, you guys predicted that iTunes offer a majority of their songs DRM-free. You guys nailed that. Yep. They did it. Okay, now here's the one that's going to get Lori talking all night long. Facebook jumps the shark. I say Facebook has jumped the shark. So you say that Facebook is on its way out. Facebook is no longer what it used to be. It's now where our parents can log on to see what we've been doing and look at our pictures. Uh, it's for people to entertain their children and like they put their you know, five-year-olds in front of Farmville and let them play. It's not what it used to be. I think it's jumped the shark. For people's husbands to develop games or, you know. Right, <laughs> right, right. I actually agree with Lori, but not for the same reason. Um, Facebook, 
think it was just a month or two ago, updated their privacy policy in a very underhanded way. I don't know if either of you are familiar with this. Um, You guys see it when it came up when you logged on one day and it said, changed our privacy and it made it sound like we're making things easier and simpler and all this stuff. Um, the thing that they did was they made all the default settings open up all of your information, buddy. Um, and we all know that most people, when it comes, whether it's user license agreements or you know security settings or any of that, usually just go with the defaults. I don't mean everybody, but you know most people go with the defaults. like click next or save or okay or whatever they have to hit to get back to whatever they wanted. Um, and so this meant that a large portion of the population opened up all of their information. And that was good for me because I got to spy on a lot of people. Right, but I think it's bad for Facebook because they've clearly shown that they they aren't the company that we thought they were. It was like, oh, yes, only your friends will see your information, and we're going to do everything we can to print information. They are not about that at all. They're all about yeah. the bottom line. Um, I think that's going to come back to bite. Yeah. Yeah. I would have I to. Agree. I would have to say so. It, it's true. I don't think they've jumped the shark. I mean, I, I guess in terms, I think of you know jumping the shark, meaning they've done. Hey, that, yeah. Yeah. Can we take a uh, can we take a special caller? I have a caller here on line two. Okay. Just for the record, you'll need to answer. Okay. And you know how to do that now. Don't send me his contact information. Who's the special caller? Pat. Oh, oh, Pat. Oh, okay. Um, so do I do I invite? You want me to invite Pat to the? Yes. He says conference me. Okay. And you just send me his contact. <laughs> I will kill you. I will kill you. <laughs> here we go. Hello. Who are you talking to? I don't know. No one. I invited Pat to the conference. So you think. This is making for riveting podcasting. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do you it. You were invited. No, Patrick. I did. No, he, he's, he's, I invited him. Oh, here we go. I guess I have to, you have to call him too, just in case you're wondering, Mike. I wasn't there. Do <laughs> you hear him? No, he keeps sending me Pat's contact information. <laughs> so I have a, an IP phone at work where you have a list of people, and if you're talking to someone, you just drag another person onto the phone conversation, and it will patch them in. So I just it's just kind of second nature, and I don't believe Skype doesn't have that. But if you drag the person onto the conversation, it just sends their contact information. So it's like, what good does that do? And let's just say that Swindler is tired of Craig sending him <laughs> contact information, contact information. <laughs> <laughs> he has all of these at least 1,200 over. Oh, speaking of contact information, it's Pat. Sup? Hello. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. <laughs> Where Welcome. are we? we? We're at... At the beginning, of course. <laughs> no, oh, no. We're, you we're about to say long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Pat, we're, we're going through our top 10 predictions for 2009. And to recap, the successor of the Xbox 360 was not released... Windows 7 was released. The next generation of Amazon Kindle was released. The iPhone was released. And DRM Free Music on iTunes was released. And Facebook's Jumping the Shark was also released. (laughs) (laughs) And and so to put that in in more um, meaningful terms, fail, sort of fail, pass, fail, pass, fail. So there we go. go. So you're, you're right in time to tell us whether or not Yahoo was finally bought by someone. Yeah, last time I checked, not so much. Fail, because we said that they would be bought by someone. Really? That was a stupid prediction. Who made that? That was probably me. It might have been. <laughs> well, I, I think we were just trying to say things that were especially provocative. Wasn't that very provocative of us? Yes. Okay, so this is one. I had to do some research on this one. WoW will reach 13 million users and get around to announcing the next expansion, but they won't release the next expansion in 2009. I found out that... Th- and I, I, I called my uh, research department 
uh, my World of Warcraft research department. And no, my roommate. He is. Oh. <laughs> no, you he's have an in-house research department. Oh, that's I right. Uh, we have. It's he's in the World of Warcraft research wing. <laughs> so, uh, I know they didn't reach 13 million users. They did I'm not point out that was actually on a completely unpredicted, strange series of events that ended up with um, Chinese players being out of this count for long periods of time. In fact, I think they're still down. So they may never come. They may not even come back. But that totally messed up all the numbers. Had huh. China not dropped out of WoW, they would have coasted past their. T- but they're on the decline now. Really, I don't know if they'll ever hit. The- WoW or Chinese players? Uh, wow, wow, <laughs> okay. wow! Subscriber numbers are headed downwards. Oh, that's too bad. Well, they did, however, announce a an expansion about like five or six months ago, and but it won't be released till like he thinks later this year. So, so we uh, partly right. We were partly right. So fast. Do we get partial credit? Yeah, we get part half fail, half pass. So we get a fast, fast. Fail. Why wouldn't it be a pale? That's stupid. <laughs> All right, this next one, even my research department couldn't figure out exactly if we were right or not. So I'm, I'm seeing mainstream machines with like six gigs of RAM. So I think 64 bits happening. Well, the the let me, the prediction is 64-bit processors will outsell 32 bits and 64-bit OS will struggle for ascendancy, but based on current state might not make it. So Are you counting uh mobile processors or just desktop and laptop? That's true because the the uh notebook, I mean the netbook market's been huge this year. Right. If you just count desktop processors, uh I would say 64-bit. I don't know this for sure, but I would say 64-bit outsold. Okay. I haven't seen a desktop processor all through 2009 that didn't come with one. All right. And is the 64-bit OS struggling for ascendancy? I, I think it's got a bad rap that it still isn't passed. It, it, it's yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's like the 64-bit OSs are I I think they're good. You know, they run what you need and uh, I I don't I think all the compatibility problems days are over personally. All of you are running 64-bit, correct? No. No. Yes. Okay, so Pat, what's your experience with 64-bit? I assume you're um, running Windows 7. On, on Windows 7, I've had no trouble at all. Um, I was previously running 64-bit Windows XP, and it was a horrible, terrible idea. Yep. And you uh, you play some games and stuff, so you're, you know, you got a pretty wide range of applications that you tested with it. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been very happy with the 64-bit Win 7. Cool. So there you have and it. His sound card hasn't crashed at all. Yeah, that was my biggest improvement. It's it's stable. Yeah, and that that could just be a Windows Seven thing too, because it's actually stable on thirty two bit a lot too. So everybody is happy in general. Yay, party! Windows Seven, woohoo! Yay! So <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I think we were wrong. I, I don't think sixty four bit has taken over. Sixty four bit OS definitely has not taken over, and the uh, so there's probably a lot more sixty four bit processors out there still running thirty two. So that that's probably the. You know, it's probably kind of hard to say. But, yeah, you're right. I think we fail. And so this next prediction basically is a uh, is akin to saying the wind will blow and the sky will be blue in 2009. Well, I think, it, I think it's tied to Facebook jumps the shark, right? Facebook jumps the shark slash Web 2.0 becomes. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we, we pass on that one because uh, I can't tell you how tired I got about hearing – about or how tired I got of hearing about Twitter on like every single thing and about how like Twitter suddenly became this like news outlet and it's like come on seriously Craig you were tweeting before any of the rest of us I think yeah but but uh, possibly but I, I don't like the I, I like tweeting as just kind of this thing where you're just like I don't know you know hey I'm eating 
you know, a meatball or, hey, I'm, you know, <laughs> washing the windows, not, you know, you know, I'm going to put my blog post on 50 Twitter th- Twitter tweets rather than whatever. So anyway, I, I think I agree. It's definitely mainstream and Web 2.0 is annoying. Craig, Craig I'm hurt. My wedding was on Web 2.0. True, it was. I didn't say Web 2.0 is annoying. I said Twitter is annoying. Your wedding. Yeah, so was- I don't know. I think Twitter's kind of contributed to the end of the small personal blog, right? If you, all you have is one quick thing to say, like, look at this cool link. You don't blog it anymore. You tweet it now. Yep. Right? That's, that's true. And the the big difference with that is that it all feels a lot more uh, uh, real time. Yeah. Well, what about this? Do you think that uh, fa- Facebook, in its jumping of the shark, becoming like very mainstream, is uh, really kind of the I don't know what you call it, like the poor man's Twitter? But it seems like there's really not much that I mean, Twitter is just like a tiny subset of Facebook, and uh, Facebook has like everything you could possibly need, uh, and a lot of people I think. I bet if there wasn't Facebook, I bet a lot more people would use Twitter. That's that's my guess because th- there's not like status uh, you know status updates on Facebook are like basically identical to tweeting. That's just my thought, and and I know that I, I so they're t- literally identical for me because I tweet and it goes to Facebook. Well, I do. I was just going to say the same thing that I, I update Twitter not because I want to tweet, but because I want to update Facebook and it's faster. And there's about a trillion ways to update. Twitter. So. Ha, a great pun. You could update your Twitter with Trillion. You can? Probably. Oh, that's fun. I don't know why that's a pun, but I love it. Okay, well, so is there any... So we don't, ha- we don't have a nice list of predictions for 2010 or 20-0-10. Maybe we should come up with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let everyone else go first, and then we'll like siphon the ones we actually believe. Yeah, I believe that we'll have world peace, that we'll have a one-world government, and a charismatic leader will make us put the number 666 on our left hand or on our forehead. I believe Apple will release their tablet, finally, and <laughs> if they don't, Craig will eat and digest his hat. And I, I believe that Apple will release a tablet that costs more money than most people can afford, and it won't change anything. Let me ask this, and I believe that who cares if about stupid Apple's tablet? I think the hype is way more exciting than the product, you know. So like they're going to release a tablet, like why? I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. I just want to caution you. Everybody said the same thing about the iPhone. I, I don't think so. You think so? No. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that was what people were saying. Yep, I wouldn't say including like, me. They were like, they were like, there's no way this thing will ever live up to the lot of hype. Well, but it's different. I think it's a different market space, though, because we've got a – It totally is, but um, – we've, we've had tablet PCs around for a long time. You know, we've we also the, had smartphones around for a long time. I know, but I, right, I can't, so the I'm genius of the iPhone wasn't that it was such an awesome phone because feature-wise when it came out, it was about on par with everything else. Or, um, or less. More, more yeah, expensive. Maybe so, yeah. Um, but what they succeeded in was creating a market, right? It wasn't BlackBerry users who got into iPhone. It was people who'd never thought about buying a BlackBerry. Now, now you can't like. Now it's like you can't walk down the street without tripping over a pile of iPhones because uh, people throw iPhones at me all day long. Yeah, it, it's like oh, there's <laughs> there's a, a fly on the wall. Quick, throw the iPhone at it to kill it. <laughs> Let me bring up my fly swatter app. <laughs> exactly, nice. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. my only prediction for next year or this year is I'm going to have a job. Yeah, why are we making? I think we should make prediction and come back like. In an episode or three, and make predictions. Well, I want to I want to change my Antichrist prediction then, because because I think that's probably fairly unlikely to happen within a few episodes. <laughs> I don't know. 
Massachusetts just elected a Cosmo Centerfold to be their senator. Really? And a Republican. I mean, people seem to be more upset that it was a Republican, though. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I think that – I think we're all winners. We all should have losers. High, Except that, for the Democrats in Massachusetts. Yeah, and you know – Kennedy's legacy. Finally, the Democratic hegemony in the United States is over. Long live the, the people's revolution. <laughs> What? Or no, no, long live the imperialist revolution. I don't know. Long live the revolution. Craig's being silly again. Long live the bourgeoisie revolution. Okay. Down with the proletariat. (laughs) will rise. Let them eat cake. (laughs) As long as it's Entenmann's. (laughs) Entenmann's. Okay. Well, that's so lame that we should now talk about the lamest news of the week. Okay. Has anyone told Lori she doesn't actually have to say it? Yeah. No. I'm gonna like splice it in magically. But thanks for spoiling it. We could. All right, I have to read you guys something. This is not. This is not really. This is not my entry for the lamest news of the week. But because you always have to have multiples. No, I have a real one. But this one, I have. I heard about this, and it basically, it, it like the spirits of the world forced me to. Uh, talk about this to like read this on the uh, air i i heard about this at like a party the other day and i have to share this with the world it is the grossest food in the world this isn't necessarily lame but that something like this even exists it's uh lame all right so i have to read this okay so if you guys don't if you guys don't like it i'll just edit it out but i really won't okay it's it's about a cheese called casa marzu which they make in sardinia have either any of you ever heard of this no Okay. Casa Marzu is created by leaving large pieces of pecorino cheese outside and letting it ferment. Okay. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Well, but during the fermentation process, the eggs of the cheese skipper, Pyophilia casei, are either intentionally introduced into the cheese, or a female Pyophilia casei lays her eggs in the cheese, sometimes exceeding 500 eggs at one time. The eggs hatch and their larvae begin to eat through the cheese. The acid from the maggot's digestive system breaks down the cheese's fats, making the texture of the cheese very soft. By the time it is ready for consumption, a typical Casu Marzu will contain thousands of maggots. But that's not all. Casu Marzu. There's more. Yes, this is the best part. So that was the build-up for it. Casu Marzu is considered toxic when the maggots in the cheese have died. Because of this, only cheese in which the maggots are still alive is eaten. When the cheese is fermented enough, it is cut into thin strips and spread on moistened flatbread to be served with red wine. Casu Marzu is believed to be an aphrodisiac, blah, because the larvae in the cheese can launch themselves for distances of up to 15 centimeters when disturbed. Diners hold their hands above the sandwich to prevent the maggots from leaping into their eyes. <laughs> Those who do not wish to eat live maggots place the cheese in a sealed paper bag. The maggots, starve for oxygen, writhe and jump in the bag, creating a pitter-patter sound. When the sound subsides, the maggots are dead and the cheese can be eaten. And I know at someone which, who at ate, which point the cheese is considered toxic. Well, I think it's I, I think it's like if they're like immediately dead, it's okay. I think it's after they've dead and died, and I would say decayed. But I think that. So I have I have one question about where the f- did you hear about this? It was actually at a uh, it was actually at like a wine tasting party, and uh, we, were ta- we were talking commenting on all the nice cheeses that were there. And uh, someone said, "I know a cheese that's not so nice," and uh, and he had actually tried it. It was. Chris, when we were talking about earlier. Okay, so Pat, what, what did he think of it? He said it was the grossest thing he's ever tasted in his entire life, and he can't believe that people actually eat that. And the EU actually tried to outlaw it because it was so gross. 
It's pretty gross. The, the real story is is that Craig was at this wine tasting party and there were all these cheeses there and Craig was like, "Oh, this cheese is really good. What is this?" It's like, "Oh, that's Casu Marzu." <laughs> you might want to hold your hands over that cheese while you're eating it. I think you have a maggot in your eye. Okay. So that was a really lame news of the week. I just had to tell you guys that, and I'm like, I can't not put this in the podcast. It's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, okay. so anyway, so that, that was all. That was not my entry. I just, if, I hope you guys are all enlightened now. Yes, so once, thank you. Once again, Craig is sneaking two items into the <laughs> lamest news. Wait, yeah, he does. Okay, so Mike, why don't you go first? You just did. Uh, I said Mike, I'll why go- I'll go second. Well, that, but mine can't win because it wasn't an interesting ex officio. Okay, go. All right. So uh, there's this article in the uh, San Diego – what's it called? called Sign on San Diego. Um, apparently, there's this engineering school, uh, and this kid brought in a science project to show the class, and a vice principal saw the science project being demonstrated and immediately called in everybody, like the bomb squad and the fire rescue and, and everybody, and the whole school got evacuated. Um, and apparently they went to the boys' home and they his garage and all this stuff. Well, turns out they didn't find anything remotely hazardous or dangerous at the house or in the science experiment or anything. And the science experiment was – got to find it again. Oh, I'm dying to know. I know. Was it a volcano? No, 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 no. <laughs> they don't even say in this article. They say it's like a gate, an empty Gatorade bottle with wires attached and nothing okay. in the bottle. See, I posted the uh, the original article. I had read a uh, I had read a reference to this article, which does say what it is. So, if you'll pardon me for a moment. I so, the lame part of this is that you're reporting on San Diego news from Maine, while we in San Diego knew nothing about it. Right. That's true. That's pretty lame. I think it's also pretty lame that we don't know what the, that they don't say in this article what the science experiment was. I know I'm like that is uh, lame. Like my experiment is to show <laughs> show how uh, how you can get a bomb squad and a bunch of emergency responders into a school using just a Gatorade bottle and some wires. Right, they say it was somehow supposed to be a motion detector. Oh, oh there it is. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow, that's bad. So I'll, I'll also post this link. But yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was hilarious. That was hilarious. And, you know, like I was telling my wife, it's not like this was a religious school where these types of engineering products are never seen. You know, it, it was a school that was meant for, you know, teaching engineering and, and technology and stuff like that. So you would think this kind of thing would be commonplace and maybe the vice principal would have thought twice before freaking everybody out. You'd think. You would think. You would think. Well, I heard a story a while back where uh, – some girl who's like, you know, like a valedictorian or something of her school, she had like steak knives in the back of her car, like just with a bunch of silverware. And uh, someone saw that she had knives and she like got expelled, not suspended, but like expelled from school, like the latter part of her senior year because she brought weapons to school and she just had like knives and like steak knives in the back of her car. And it's like, come on. Oh, that makes total sense. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it does. We live in a police state. <laughs> I, Down with the I don't know. That, that sounds very urban legend. I, no, it was it was like right after Columbine when they were. It's like, hey, I knew this girl who was playing with a coke. No, bottle. no, no, no. I, I actually read an art. It was like a news article about it in like CNN or something. It's really good that you stopped me from talking. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's always good to stop from talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew that was going nowhere good. But at least um, Craig didn't have to kiss him. That's right. There that's was, true. There's no Craig kissing involved. Okay, Lori, your turn. Um. Well, mine is actually a. Uh, linked to a women's right um, website, which I know 
Lame. <laughs> anyway, it looks like in DC they have changed some of the laws so that if you are caught carrying, if you're a woman and you're caught carrying three condoms, you may be arrested for being a prostitute. <laughs> what if you carry four? Well, then I guess you'll be really arrested for being a prostitute. Oh, okay. So it's aggravated so it's three or more with intent to distribute. L- Lori, I have to tell you something. I- I'm just looking at your article, and they have an update there where it says, and they've been accused of carrying three or more condoms as proof of intent to sell sex rather than intent to spend the weekend getting jiggy with a guy. That's all crossed out. And it says update. As stated above, a spokesperson clarifies that a sufficient cause could be congregating with at least one other person late at night with no apparent destination and possession of multiple condoms. So it doesn't say three. It's multiple. So that could mm. be two. It could be two. <laughs> so basically well, the, the female So what FedEx if you go buy a box? I mean, they, they, they come in boxes of three. You're, you're just screwed. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the female FedEx driver that's dropping off the shipment of Trojans to the local sex shop. You know, she's going to get arrested for carrying more than two condoms. Yes. That's that, crazy. That FedEx prostitute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, but I no, think she- the article's been updated since I originally bookmarked it for lame news. But, yeah. So, this is my thing. Don't carry condoms in D.C. Well, it's interesting. It says... It says, don't worry too much. Condoms could be a factor in arrest, but you'd also have to be hanging out with someone in the dark and fail to get out of the PFZ. That's the, you know what the PFZ is? Prostitution-free well, zone. Yes. In D.C., police can declare prostitution-free zones where officers can do something. It says, pick up. I mean, if it's That's illegal, awesome. does it mean it all PFZ? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, so if... So by just using the rules of logic, anywhere that's not a prostitution-free zone is a <laughs> prostitution-rich zone. <laughs> Which, not rich, right? It may but, just yeah. contain some trace amounts of prostitution. Oh, that, that's true. So it, it may just contain several parts per million of prostitution. Craig, Craig believes that you're, if you're not living in the slums, then you're a millionaire. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm there's like no, a, There's no gray area. I'm like a Sith. I only deal in absolutes. <laughs> Uh, okay, well that's that's very good. All right, I'll, I'll I'll do my real entry now, and then Pat will save the best for last because we're moving backwards through the list. All right, mine was that uh, the movie Avatar was pulled from uh, Chinese 2D movie theaters by the government because uh, of basically because of its provocative anti-totalitarian uh, or was anti-authoritarian message. So basically. China is allowed to have to show 20 foreign movies a year in their theaters. And so what they did and they and they couldn't release in 2009 because uh, of the uh they had already meet, met their quota, so they released it right in 2010. And when the government saw or the government thought that it was actually taking too much uh like business away from local movies, so what they did is they took it out of the 2D movies and uh replaced it with a biography of the ancient philosopher Confucius, starring Chow Yun Fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but ironically enough, they're letting it stay on the 3D, which is where it needs to be now. Yeah, but there's only 900 3D screens in uh, China, it says, and for a billion people, that doesn't seem like very many. Yeah, but each of those 3D screens holds uh, 600 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tibet. It's like the side of Mount Everest is one of them. So there we go. Okay, that, wow. that was my, my turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't believe none of you guys grabbed this one. So Bill Gates is on Twitter. I'm pretty much done. I mean, wow. Bill Gates, Twitter. I don't know what else. To say. I vote that's the lamest news of the week. Yeah. What's he going to tweet? I'm rich, bitches. <laughs> is I'm this rich. real? I'm eating myself a Kasu Marzu sandwich. 
Yeah, so apparently this is really uh, Bill Gates. It's a, it's a verified account because he's famous and they verify famous people. But it, he has <laughs> he responded to Ryan Seacrest. What? Yeah, it says, at Ryan Seacrest, thanks for your work on this. It will have a real impact for... Oh, never mind. I was about to make fun of something that's not funny. Yeah, we, we can't make orphan it, jokes this week because of Haiti, right? That's right. That would be mean. And, and it might I be mean, good. We, we so, might have in the pre-show, but not, not during the actual release podcast. Right. It, Exactly, and and probably we if we give the orphan thing a rest for a while, it'll make people appreciate even more later. Yeah, it gets kind of old, you and your orphan hatred. Whatever. So fail. Um, I I have an even better follow up, which is that I just decided to follow Bill Gates. Uh, oh, I'm no. sure he'll notice amid the other one hundred thirteen thousand followers. Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna follow Bill Gates too. All right, follow. I'm not gonna follow Bill Gates because I don't want to hear what he has to say because I don't care. I'm following Bill Gates, too. All right, Pat. Sweet, we're in an exclusive club now. Hold on. Maybe he'll follow me back. I'd like to augment Pat's story. This is the best part. His first tweet was, hello, world. Oh, gee. But he's a nerd. Of course that was his first tweet. He's following 40 people. Is one of them Ashton Kutcher? His first tweet was eight hours ago. Give him some time. No, no, he's following, like... Which also explains why only 113,632 people are following him, assuming that Pat and Craig... Yeah, he's following, like, Huffington Post, Time Magazine, TechCrunch, George Stephanopoulos. was revealed on this podcast to be a real legit... There you go. As opposed to just Mullen. Oh, he's following the White House. He's also following Microsoft Channel 9. (laughs) Ooh, what a surprise. All right, so... Let's oh, and I just just for a little bit of reference here, um, Bill Gates has only a uh, hundred and thirteen thousand two hundred and some odd followers more than me. <laughs> He's lame. Holy crap! Lame. Definitely, that's the lamest news. That that Pat, that Bill Gates hasn't even really beat Pat by that many followers. <laughs> and while we were talking about this, he gained four hundred followers. Wow! Because oh my god, it was because of our podcast. Yeah, we we record live, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Th- th- we'll record it live. We're not. Yeah, we're, it's live. I am in your iPod right now. Yes, that's right. So I our... am rearranging your playlist. All right. Does, it, <laughs> does anyone have any parting words? Because uh, because I'm sure like most of our uh, listeners have died of old age at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any parting words? Lori, what are your parting words? Um, I don't know. I don't really have any. All right. Hey, we're oh. done. Bye. All right. That's Pat's heart. Mike, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. You're doing a great job shortening this show. I'm, I'm also saying goodbye to everybody, and I wish you lots of Kasu Marzu. And a happy new year. And happy new year. And call, all right, email us at tg at tweakinggeek.com, or you can call us at 678-999-6321, or you can follow us at twitter.com slash tweakinggeek, or facebook.com slash tweakinggeek, or I, I don't even know if that's even true. Is that true, Pat? No, it's, no, it's, it's facebook.com slash jump the shark. <laughs> facebook.com slash Mike's mom.com. <laughs> All right. So uh, call us. Oh, by the way, Bill Gates is following Ashton Kutcher. Of course he is. It's, it's, he, you know, he has like, I'm sure there's, he has like a staff <laughs> that manages his Twitter account. Yay. Okay. So is that it? Are we done? Lame. Lame.